All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. This show is all about the digital nomad lifestyle coupled with family topics. We'll also cover other lifestyle optimization strategies for good measure. Follow these tips and tactics to design a life with more freedom, excitement, and greater joy. Subscribe here for interviews with digital nomad families, entrepreneurs who might still be contemplating to have their own family one day, families who are on a gap year, and many more. And uh, welcome, Omar. Today, my guest um, is Omar Mo. Um, thanks for taking your time and being on the show. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, sure. Uh, Omar, you don't have a family. You're not even planning on having one right now. What are you doing on my show? <laughs> I don't know. You were on mine and I felt like I needed to return the favor as well. <laughs> Plus, I love collaborations and I think you're a really awesome human being. Okay, so well, thank you. And it doesn't matter because um, we like to cover in this show, like I just initially said, every different angle of this digital nomad lifestyle and maybe you can give us um, a little bit of your background and then we'll tap into um, your perspective on yeah family matters and the digital lifestyle and and so on so who are you sure. please introduce you yourself all right <laughs> so like julia said here i don't have a family um although i have worked with kids for about four years now uh, oh, tutoring, wow. teaching, all sorts of stuff. And I have no idea why kids tend to like me, but they do. Um, it's always, <laughs> it always throws people off, including definitely myself. But my name's Omar. Um, I was a digital nomad for about three years and I'm taking a hiatus currently because of coronavirus. Uh, so I'm taking this time to build up something. I have my own podcast, a nomadic executive with Julia has been on. And um, yeah, I love travel and I love creating online businesses and I'm really good at helping people brand themselves, marketing funnels. And uh, I run an agency for both TikTok and podcasts now. Okay, so, yeah. cool. So, so yeah, that's me. That's you. <laughs> Wonderful. And well, initially you said um, you could hop on the show and maybe give some tips uh, how families or parents could lay out their businesses in order to, you know, make Definitely. this lifestyle sustainable. So let's tap into that a little bit. Right. So I think as a family, one that travels, especially if you're, if you're being nomadic or even if you have any sort of online business, I think you should leverage the fact that you're in a family to 100%. Like don't hide that because number one, it's the realest thing. Number two, people are going to be able to connect to that. For example, there's this guy that I watched for quite some time. His name's Pat Flynn. What he does, you may or may not have heard of him. Maybe some of your audience has. A lot of the stuff that I learned was from Pat Flynn back like three, four years ago. This guy, his entire spiel is that he's a family man. And back in 2008, when the recession hit, he created an online business from scratch because he wanted to provide for his family. And that's been his entire thing from the beginning. 10 years later, he has over 300,000 followers on YouTube. He makes multi-millions, like 50, 60 million dollars a year. Absolutely rich, all leveraged from his main audience who are people that connect to him for the fact that he's a family man. Okay. And he went through that struggle and that he wanted to provide for his family. So if you're running an online business, the way you should do any sort of personal branding as a family, whether you're parents and you have kids, is as a family, in my opinion. 
So when you come out and you create content, maybe you have your kids on the show. Maybe you have your wife come on the show and you both run things together. One, it brings your family closer, just like any sort of activity that you do with your family is going to naturally bring your family closer. I see it all the time with families. Uh, I've done my own personal coaching with families and parents and, and moms and dads. And I've told them always do things together to become closer. And that applies to both couples and relationships and marriages and families. So if you do that, one positive is that you come closer as a family, but the other positive is that other people are going to be able to relate to you. They're going to be able to connect to you. And if you leverage that, you really go down and maybe you even come up with like this family name. Like for example, there's this family that I know that lived in Australia and they had an Instagram that said like, I think it was the, the flute family. Mm-hmm. And their entire Instagram was just pictures of like them and their seven kids chilling on the beach, going to the park, um, working online. Uh, each, each one of their kids have this little story. Everyone knows all their family members. Everyone's watching them. It's almost like reality TV, but watching the family. Like back in the 1990s, you had full house. And now you have Instagram with like seven or eight different families. You know what I mean? So really, really leverage that. And I, I think if you're... If you're fortunate enough to have your own family, I think that's the best way to really go about branding yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I like that. And uh, I think this is a big learning that we've all made. Those who who have been working with social media, I think the key to success here is really authenticity. And if the more you can expose yourself and share your personal story, your life, that is when you really connect because no one really likes the BS when you just say um, a little bit about yourself and then the, the, the work thing that you want to get out there. Uh, everyone smells it immediately. You only want to sell your shit and uh, that's not who, yeah, you like to follow. Yeah, like you say, you want to hear Absolutely. the stories, the true characters and everything around it. So yeah, uh, really good tip. On the flip side of that though, it's like as a human being, it's hard to be authentic online. Yeah. You know, you're like at the rawest self, you're coming out and you're exposing yourself to the entire yeah. world. And I mean, as a guy, at least, I don't know about how, as, how it is as a girl, Julia, or even as a mom, but as a guy, like that's really tough for me. You know, like I'm the kind of person that holds my shit inside, you know, I'm a dude. So coming out and exposing that on media mm. is so tough, but it also pays so much for example i follow this guy named badly music on tiktok and by the way if you're a family there is no excuse for you not to be on tiktok right now you could blow up on tiktok in a month or two just by showcasing you and your family and your adventures but there's this guy that i follow named badly music he's a guy he's an artist right and he's one of the most authentic people i've ever seen on that app right the guy had maybe like ten thousand followers which isn't much in tiktok And, but the thing about him was that he'd make content every single day, showing his most authentic self, just being like, this is what I did today. This is my song. If you want to listen to it, check it out. Uh, I made this because I feel like this every single day he did it. Maybe his, his videos got maybe about 2000 or 3000 views, right? Which isn't much for TikTok one day. And I used to be the biggest fan of this guy. I used to show up to his lives and stuff. I'm like, bro, just don't give up. Like, keep up, keep up what you're doing. You know, it's awesome what you're doing please don't give up. I really believe in you. I kept giving him that encouragement one day. And it was the most amazing thing. Like maybe two weeks ago, one of his videos went mega viral. We're talking 5.3 million views. Wow. Insane. The guy gained a hundred thousand followers overnight. 
The guy gained maybe 10, 15,000 followers on Instagram. Overnight blew up. What happened? What did he do? Genuineness. That's what it was for him. It was this authenticity and people finally caught on. And wow. the video that blew up was the most authentic video that he made. He started off the video by saying, I fucked up. And then he continued telling his story saying, I made, I did all this and I made this song and I, because I felt this way about this girl. And I don't know if I'm ever going to go viral, but I, this is the way that I feel. And yeah, this is who I am. Boom. 5.3 million views. Most videos never reach that point on TikTok. Wow. So it just goes to show authenticity goes such a long way, especially if you're a family. Just showing that on, in, on the internet is, is something beautiful. Absolutely, yes. And uh, like you said initially, I mean, it does uh, require a lot of commitment. And also maybe uh, for some people, it sounds really scary. They need to step up their game and get out of the comfort zone and all that things. Yeah, I mean, I, I in my coachings, um, I have many people who say you know, uh, I'm not, I'm too shy. I don't want to get in front of the camera. And I, and I say, well, you have to make that decision. Either you want to make it online or you, you try it in another area. But if you want to do that personal training, uh, training, branding, sorry, personal branding, um, and you are the one, you are a coach or you want to sell your services, then your face needs to be on the screen, no matter what. Wait, could I throw my two cents in there? Yes, please. So I want to add on to that. I, I, like you said, it's a lot, it's really tough for some people to go on camera, right? So what I realized for those people, what works best, because take, for example, like, let's say you're super insecure about something, right? And then you tell somebody, hey, don't be insecure about it unless you want to make it. What do you think that person's going to do? They're probably not going to end up doing it. The insecurity is going to take over, right? So in my opinion, and from what I've seen works best for those people, and I've been that kind of person too, is to double down on something that doesn't include video that they're good at. For example, podcasts or writing blogs, um, LinkedIn, there's so much stuff that you can write articles on LinkedIn, whatever you're good at, whatever medium you're good at, double down on that. That doesn't have to include you showing your face Mm. and really go all in there. And then from there, when you're comfortable enough, maybe you're comfortable enough behind a mic like you and I are now, or maybe you're comfortable behind a screen writing a blog, then take the next step and try video. Or maybe just try photographs, you know? Stair step into it instead of just going all in and forcing oh, yeah. yourself to do something. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, it's, uh, it would be, like you said, without uh, any outcome if, if you go from day one and then give 100%. It is exactly. definitely something that you need to grow into. And let's be honest, we all... I mean, I was nervous when I had my first, uh, you know, life and the camera in front of me and then you're like, oh, this mm. doesn't look good. This doesn't sound good. Who is this? <laughs> and, but you get used to it. Uh, it's like with everything in life. You just uh, learn and grow and test. I mean, Gary V's first video, I, I'm sure it wasn't the best either. So, um, man, we're all <laughs> on yeah. the first time. If you watch like the Wine Library TV that he made on YouTube like 10 years ago and you watch the first episode, that, that doesn't seem like Gary oh, V at all. I want to so do that see. now. Yeah, I'll put that on my list. <laughs> Yeah. I still feel awkward when I talk into a camera, which oh, is yeah. why I think I do podcasts. You know, I have to have somebody else I talk to. 
Oh, that's that's a good. Maybe that's even a, a, a big advice because um, when you talk to someone else, it feels so much more natural, you know. Exactly. Uh, and then you forget that you're actually on camera because you focus on the other person. And mm. um, yeah, this could be an entry level. Yeah. So what something else I heard is? along those lines too. There was a guy that I knew who used to put a piece of like a picture on the wall in front of him of like a person of like a life-size picture and you're talking in the mic while looking at the picture and that worked oh, for him cool. <laughs> <What was that? laughs> mm-hmm. i like that cool all right um any any other tips omar um what you can um if someone's already in their uh or having their online business but it doesn't really go the way they want they want to scale it um well, you just mentioned it. You need to be on TikTok, but is there any other thing you would say? I think in my opinion, the, the two fastest ways to scale attention at the moment right now is one TikTok uh, organically, if you don't want to pay and two paid advertisements, Facebook ads, get really yeah. good at them and learn funnels. If you start learning funnels and you start running Facebook ads, you're going to be able to scale a lot faster going to be able to move a lot faster, which I, I keep Facebook ads specifically for my own business for scenarios where I feel like growing the attention and scaling. Yeah. There's nothing better than just kind of letting it go, maybe throwing some money into it, you know, and watching your attention grow, which pays back two or three times as much on in the returns. So that's probably the best way to do that. Yeah. Um, and would you say like in the beginning, um, I always um, want to also that people are aware of the fact that in the beginning, of course, you are a brand and you're maybe a one man show or if you're a family, then your spouse might be uh, there to help as well. Um, but um, I always think that as soon as you realize that you cannot do everything on your own and outsourcing is something that helps so much in stepping your game up and, and 100%. making it grow so much uh, quicker. Um, yeah. Would you, would you agree to that? 100%. You can't be like something that I started off doing was I was stingy with my money because like normally in real life, it's funny. I'm the opposite. I spend money on the stupidest stuff, but as I started controlling my spending habits on my business, I realized I can't be stingy. Like use money wherever you can to make your life easier, to make things faster, you know, mm-hmm. because like you said, you're a one man show. You can't do everything, yeah. you know? And if you try to do everything, you're going to end up taking a lot more time. And that's something we don't have. I mean, time plus I think also the result show because you're not good at everything. I mean, uh, if exactly. you're good at writing, you might not be as good in, in designing your, your graphics and uh, you might not be as uh, technical, um, versatile. And then, um, yeah, you definitely, I feel like when, when I uh, started sourcing out, um, yeah, I definitely noticed, well, of course you have a lot more time to focus on the real things to get and get in more business. Because that's what you should be focusing on, right? What I think is good, though, as, as like for outsourcing is to know at least a little bit about everything. Yeah, you might yeah. not have to be good at it, but to know. And that includes, for me at least, even website development. So what I ended up using was a platform called Webflow, which doesn't, you don't have to code for the website. Mm-hmm. And I know enough about uh, making like simple websites just from like when I was younger that I can use that right? I don't have to know any code to use that, but I, I know how to use it. So if I was to hire a developer to make a website quick, I tell them to make it on Webflow so that I don't have to rely on them in the future to make updates and all this, because that's how they suck you in. So you want to be smart with your money, but you don't want to be stingy. Yeah. You know? And you want to know a little bit about everything. So you know, you're spending your money wisely. 
Absolutely. Yeah, cool. Awesome tips, Omar. And uh, well, the time is already running out. Unfortunately, we could go on like this, but maybe we do a part two in the future. Maybe when you are thinking about getting a family yourself, uh, maybe not so. <laughs> it might far. be 10 years from now. <laughs> Never know. <laughs> we'll see. But uh, yeah, it was awesome having you in the show. Thanks for sharing your tips and advice and taking your time. Mm. Hope Thanks you for having fun. me on, Julia. Yeah. And uh, thanks for uh, listening, everyone out there. And I hope you could get something out of this episode. And uh, you're now more motivated to start your own online business or if you're already in it, scale it and take it to the next level. This is it for today. Have a wonderful day, everyone. And stay tuned for the next episode. Thanks for watching and listening. Bye-bye. <laughs>